This has been an ACB community call. Today's Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. As always, we want to make sure everyone gets their questions answered. So we'll take all first hands through the first time. And if we get through everyone, then we'll have time to take second questions. We will. Also, please be respectful so that everyone can get their questions answered with the same respect you would want for yours. Pay attention right after this. If you're interested in doing uh, games with Lady A, that's going to be following this call immediately after with Lucy. So check that out if that's something you want to do. The question of the day today is music players on your device, Spotify, Apple Music. Do you use one? And which one do you use? And why do you like it? Also, I want to introduce Michael Doyce. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Got any updates in the uh, IACast world? Hi, Marty. Thanks for having me again. And yes, we've just done our latest episode, got published uh, yesterday, I believe. Yes. And we talked all about the comparing uh, Be, My, uh, Be My AI compared to the Bing image uh, uh, assistant on the Bing app. So it was a fantastic episode. We had Jeff Bishop, we had Michael and Marty and Taylor. So it was a great episode. And also don't forget to check out the VO Starter app to learn voiceover. So uh, Marty, I'll hand it back to you. All right. Thanks, Michael. Good to have you as always. And Michael Biopcock, how are you? What you got for us? I'm not going to comment on the way you said my last name. I, I like the way you said it there. Uh, well, I guess I am technically working. Published yesterday, pretty good episode where Demasi and I sat down and talked about the Smart Vision 3 and our um, quick reviews of it, accessibility challenges, and some user engagement. So you want to give that a listen at your convenience. On Sunday, I published an episode called Unmute Selection to Launch Bar. And in that episode, Demasi demonstrates how he uh, selected a tracking number and then use launch bar to drop that tracking number directly into parcel without having to copy or manipulate the clipboard. Launch bar is a powerful tool that just had an update yesterday. So I need to check that out on Saturday. We repub. Oh, launch bar is only available on the Mac. I should clarify that on Saturday. We republished IA cast 191 tablets, um, to the extreme. So tablets to the extreme. Uh, I believe we might have maybe talked about tablets on that episode. Friday Just finds Lynn published a, a piece of content that was related to Google AI revolution, HP's printer predicament, and Instacart pricing. So you might want to give a listen to those three stories. It's about 12 minutes long, but real quick and easy to consume. On Thursday, we started a new show, uh, kind of excited to see where this goes and definitely open to some feedback. Uh, the running name for right this minute is, and I think we're going to stick with this, Katie Talks Travel. And Katie came in and talked about travel and accessibility and some of the things she does as a, a travel agent uh, to make her cruises and trips more accessible to all users. 
On Wednesday, the Shell Phone Show published setting quick dials up on the Blind Shell Classic 2. So if you need a speed dial or you need the ability to just press and hold a button to call a number, you'll want to give that a listen. And then, of course, the uh, community replay for August 15th was published last Tuesday. Thanks, Marty. Yep, no problem. And it looks like we have lots of hands. So let's get going on answering questions. First up is Herbie. Go ahead, please, Herbie. All right. So first of all, question of the day, I use the music app on my iPhone, and um, that is my primary music player. All right. Now the question I have. So I'm trying to help somebody. They had gotten the picture, and I think they'd benefit really more from using shared folders, but they'd gotten the picture that was sent to them by an iPhone user. No, it was sent to their email, and they're trying to save it using Outlook. and. The only way they can seem to save it is like if they go to the file menu, there's an option to save all attachments, but then it doesn't seem to tell them like where it's saving to or anything like that. And I can't, the suggestions I had, um, they didn't see anything there. So I'm just wondering what is the best way to tell somebody how to save a picture or multiple pictures from an email using Outlook on Windows? So, okay. oh, go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so whenever I used to One teach Michael Outlook. Duke. Right. Whenever I yep. used to teach Outlook, I used to tell people to go to the message body and then shift tab, which should go. The last one was the attachment. And then you could do shift F10 and go down to, to save. But I don't know if that's changed in the years since I've been teaching tech. Okay. Cause I did have them try, like I found, had them find the attachment itself, like in the body of the email, I just had them use the arrow keys. And I did have them do shift F10 and they had an option like to copy, which was unavailable. And there was um, several other things. There was no option to like save the attachment though. And images are kind of weird because, uh, you know, they try to preview the image, right? Right. And so that is a little different. So I'm. Yeah, that's what I thought. If it was a word document, that might be different, but. Exactly. uh, Yeah. It's images. Yeah. Yeah. Try having F6 from the body of the message and see if that takes you to the attachments and then shift F10 from there. The other thing to think about is if you go to file and then save all attachments, that should give you a tree view to pick where you save all the attachments if you shift tab after you choose save all attachments. Okay. Lastly, um, if they're using webmail or if they're using a tool that offers webmail, it may be faster to just go into webmail and download the image from there. Okay. In the end, they sent me the attachment. I downloaded it, sent them a Dropbox link, and that worked out. But um, yeah, Dropbox links are nice. Thanks, Herbie. Appreciate it. Yep, you're welcome. And I think you may have another question, so feel free to raise your hand again. Who do we got next, yep. Katie? We have Sheila. Go ahead, please, Sheila. Hey, Sheila. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Good. Um, simple answer to Herbie's question: When I I use Outlook, I do Control C on the attachment find where I want to save it and do a control V and paste it. So, I mean, and I've done that with pictures. It's very, very elementary. Sweet. It works. Hey, whatever <laughs> works, you. right? There's no wrong okay, way. As long I, as yeah, it works. I, I, yeah. I had them try that and it was just like the copy was unavailable, but I can have them try that again. So yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem doing it and I'm using Outlook. I've always used Outlook. Um, right. My question is our affiliate is trying to put QR codes on our brochures and on business cards where can i find how to do that or is there a resource to learn how to do that so 
since no one else jumped in here, um, I don't remember the name of the tool we used at AT Guys, uh, but all of our business cards do have a QR code on them. Uh-huh. Uh, I will research and let you know unless someone else jumps in with one. There are plenty of QR code generators online. Be aware of how those QR code generators work because a lot of times what they'll do is they'll add their own tracking pixel to the link so they can track how many people clicks a link for your convenience, of course. Oh, uh, but but there are a couple of tools. And then one thing that I, I'm sure you've already considered it, but I'm going to throw it out there for anyone considering QR codes. Please put some sort of tactile representation that there's a QR code there or a blind user may not know that they can scan that QR code. Right. So, and I, I've tried to I've tried to access QR codes and I can't figure out how to access them. So my attitude is why. <laughs> so I have a neat suggestion that I know nobody has thought about. Okay. There's a great do you have an iPhone or Android phone? I have iPhone. So there's this great app that's already on your iPhone. And it's called Shortcuts. Hmm. And there's two you could create a new shortcut, and the first thing you'd want to do is ask for input. And then you can, when you put that, it brings up a dialogue where you could type in text or whatnot. Then there's an uh, there's an uh, action called generate QR code, and it will create an image of a QR code that then you can you know use other actions and save it to your files or to your photo gallery, your photo album, uh, or whatnot, or just do whatever you want with it. And so your phone will make any short, any any QR code. So it could be a link. It could be just text or anything. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'd have Good. to find somebody that's smarter than me in our chapter to be able to do that. <laughs> Good call there, though, Michael D. I appreciate it. And Sheila, related to your um, scanning QR codes, I always have struggled with scanning QR codes from the camera, which is where a lot of people tell you to scan it from. If you go into settings and you go to control center, there's an option that says uh, scanner or QR scanner. And if you add that to your control center and go and choose the scanner option, I find that to be a lot more reliable and easier to use on the iPhone than the camera app. Okay. Well, thanks. Let's go to Clubhouse, Herbie. I'm sorry, Brad. Who's got their hand up? Yeah, we have Jerry on the stage. Jerry, go ahead. Hey, Jerry. How you doing? Jerry, you're there. Says you're unmuted. If you're on iOS 17 beta, Jerry, please mute and then unmute again. Because we do not hear you. Nope. All righty. Let's go back to Zoom. How about Judy? Judy, go ahead, please. Hi, guys. Hey, Judy. How you doing? Doing well, thanks. So I'm back. Uh, with a follow-up to a question that I asked you last week and you gave me a suggestion. I tried it. It didn't work. So I'm back to stump you again. So um, sharing a news article from the Google News app on my iPad. Um, I am not able to share it using mail. I can get mail on my iPad. No problem. Now, if I go to my iPhone and do it, that's not an issue. It doesn't send it. Um, you suggested that I make sure that there's something in the subject line, which there always is. And I've double checked that you suggested to put some kind of verbiage in the body along with the link. And I did that and it still doesn't work. I've tried two different share options in, in, in the article. And also, um, on the main Google news screen, if you swipe down, there's a share option there. I've tried both. So it's in the app. It's not in the browser at all. And it just not, it does not send my email uh, at all using that. So um, any further thoughts about that? Mm-hmm. It's only on my iPad, not not my phone. 
And you have no other problems with your email doing other stuff outside of that? Nope, none at all. I can send and receive on my iPad, no problem. It's just sharing articles from the Google, excuse me, the Google News app. When I'm actually on the article, they do not get sent. Nope, I don't got any other suggestions. <laughs> so, just I mean, oh, well, the like- only the only other suggestion that I can give you, it's not the best solution, but it is a solution, I guess. You can okay. take the article and you could share it to something else, like the Notes app or you know another app on your phone, and then try and then reshare it to whoever you want to send to from there, just to yeah. eliminate the process of trying to do it straight out of the article like you're doing it now. Yeah. Uh, other so, than that, I'm not sure to, what else you could do. Just to clarify, when you try to share it, does it act like it sends or does it no it doesn't act like it sends at all it doesn't make the whoosh sound and i check my sent folder and it does not send it so it's not even that they're not getting it it just flat out does not send it so does this like it it brings up a screen right where you type your email the subject and it has the link in the body does that screen go away when you press the send button yes it acts like it sends it but it doesn't so in other words you bring up the share options and you flip through all the messages Mm -hmm. and then you get to mail a double tap on that i put in the person's name it's got the subject i'm sorry go ahead have, have you looked in your um drafts or outbox folder to see if all of those emails are being like backed up for some reason yeah no they're not there they're not there it just oh, it, that it, is peculiar yeah the I, screen I goes away as if it was sent mm-hmm. but it does not send it if and i it go to my phone your, and, mm-hmm. and do it it sends it from my phone no problem at all so and it doesn't yeah. show up in your sent mailbox and no nope. those mailbox it shows up nowhere it looks like it's sent but it doesn't sound like it's sent and it is not sent it sh- doesn't show up anywhere else, but the screen goes away as if it was sent. I no, do have a suggestion. Cool. Yeah. Two two suggestions for you, actually. One, just because, you know, it can't hurt to try. Um, okay. You can delete the mail application and then reinstall the mail application. Yeah. I wonder if something's become corrupt, but all you do is go to the app store and search for mail. Yeah. Um, and then you can re-download it and see if that fixes it. And also, this might be an instance where I encourage you to reach out to Apple so they can remote into your iPad and see visually right. what's going on on the screen. Yeah, I, 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 I did not do that. I know you suggested that, but I, I didn't do it. Yeah, because like I said, it sure looks to me like it's going, but it isn't going anywhere. So, all right. I just wanted to follow up with you guys because I did take your suggestions, you. you know, and uh, all right. I will do that. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. <laughs> no right, worries. Appreciate luck. it. Thanks. Next, we have Doc. Doc, go ahead, please. Okay, can you hear me? Yep. How are you yes. doing, Doc? Okay. Well, I'm having a little problem. For the last uh, several days, maybe even a few weeks, I've been having trouble with my computer freezing. Um, just to reiterate, I'm using Windows 11, Office 21, and JAWS 23. And it seems to primarily happen with the ACB daily schedule when I'm tabbing down through and I get past something, I want to go back up and do a shift tab. It'll freeze up. And I've tried everything that I can think of. And the only way I can get out of it is to hold the power button on the laptop down until it finally shuts down and it usually comes back up and it's in the same condition. I mess around a bit and it'll 
come loose, but it happens too often to be just, you know, something that's uh, not amiss. So I'm wondering if anybody else is having any problem, whether you've encountered it and who you suggest I contact. I don't know whether to contact Freedom Scientific or the Windows help desk. I would say start with making sure all of your apps are updated and your software and operating system are updated and uh, do a regular restart just to make sure that everything is set good and that there's not any, any uh, issues there. Um, Michael, you were going to say something. Yeah. So ACB community does an amazing job at the way that they lay out the emails. And I think Unfortunately, a lot of times it's undervalued and you made something that you made a comment that made me think about this a little bit. So what I would try doing, and I don't know if this will solve your issue, Doc, because I'm not using email on Windows, but what I would try doing next time you have a community email open is instead of tabbing through to all the links, try using heading navigation, find the call you're interested in, and then use your arrow keys and see if it's uh more responsive than when you tab through. The problem with the emails is there are lots of links in there and JAWS or whatever your computer is has to render all of that information at the same time. So I wonder if something could be freezing it up or locking it up. And to answer your original question, um, the process I would go to is Microsoft first through the dis- if you wanted to go get some assistance through the disability answer desk, mainly because they can remote into your computer and visually see if an error message is coming up that's causing your computer to lock up. And they'll let you know if you need to go to Freedom Scientific for assistance from there. Okay. One other little idiosyncrasy is uh, sometimes when I open the email from ACB, generally speaking, you can I can tab and it will jump from link to link to link. But sometimes it will go once and then it won't move. And I can move one with a down arrow and then one with the tab and one with a down arrow. But if I close it and reopen it, then the tab works again. Yeah, that kind of plays into why I think there may be a rendering issue with rendering the content in that email. Uh, You're a JAWS user, correct, Doc? Correct. Remember, you can always try JAWS key plus F7 to just bring up a list of the links in that email and then just use your arrow keys to navigate that as well. Okay, try that. Thank you. No worries, Doc. Thanks for uh, your support and we appreciate it. Who do we got next, Katie? Uh, We're going back to Clubhouse with Brad. All right. This time we have Monica. Monica? You're on stage. Should be hello. Hey, Monica. How are you? Good. I have questions about two apps. Um, it's the same question for both. Um, I use WhatsApp and GroupMe, and I wonder is there a way to mute messages in both? So I want them coming in. I just want to don't want to hear every time they come in. On WhatsApp, flick down on the on message. WhatsApp thread or on the conversation and one of the options is mute and i believe message threads will let you mute for an hour 12 hours 24 hours seven days 365 something like that you have all those options and i don't know about group me what you could do is go into is this you said on your phone right an iphone yes Uh uh-huh you could always go into settings go to notifications and then go down to the name of each one of those apps and you can adjust the notifications there Okay. Thank but you very in, much. In saying that, that will that will it it 
that is not granular, so that will just mute all notifications for that app. For that so, app, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Next, we have Chanel. Go ahead, please, Chanel. Hello. Hello. Um, so I just wanted, okay, so I'll answer your question. I don't listen to music too often, but when I do, it's definitely Spotify because um, I can just, I, they're good at picking out, you know, mix, like certain daily mixes. And I, I found them better than the Apple's playlist that Apple puts together. But, you know, I, I can just put on Spotify and just vague, have a vague idea of what I want to listen to and not much if I don't know otherwise, and that's okay. Um, I also just wanted to thank all of you, um, Michael Doyes, for the Mac recommendation. Um, my family did buy me the MacBook Pro um, M2, the 14-inch, so I have been Fantastic. using that. The only problem I've had, and I'm not sure if it's just a... I mean, it could be so many things. It could be, you know, I one thing when I got it, it wasn't, it was having trouble connecting to Wi-Fi and then part of it was the network there. But even now I noticed like the other day, it just totally took me offline, but our home internet was fine. Or last night, you know, Zoom crashed and it gave me, so it gave me an error. So I'm not sure if, I mean, would, doing something I, I i don't know i guess i'm trying to figure out if if somehow the <laughs> network settings on it are screwy or maybe i just need to do a simple going into disk utility and just checking the drive for errors and all that but i i don't know maybe there's nothing wrong but so when what uh, are you running the latest i'm sure you're running the latest yeah on there i am um, one thing and it would not to... update for a while too it kept saying you know being on 12.3 like no that's mm -hmm. not the latest but mm -hmm. it eventually updated yes one one thing you may want to look at is uh if it continues look at the uh you may want to get apple to look at do a diagnostic of the network the wi-fi card in there you know sometimes okay. there are just defective computers right it just sure happens. um and it kind of sounds like if it's having trouble connecting for updates, if it's crashing Zoom and then, uh, you know, originally having trouble connecting to your home Wi-Fi, it may be a network adapter issue. I don't want to jump to that, but yeah, because it was having trouble on both Ethernet and Wi-Fi. Because I'm I'm using oh, interesting. So yeah. what, what what was your old Mac? Was that an Intel machine? It was. And did you basically take the entire thing, back it up, and put it onto the new machine? No, I started totally refresh okay good that's a good yeah yep no i didn't want to bother with all that mm -hmm. and i i save all my files in dropbox anyway so it's just a matter of getting dropbox installed yeah, and that's how i back up is just save everything to cloud storage but i yeah one one thing you might want to do if you have not done so already is power all the way down you know shut it all the way down turn it all uh you know set it back up another application that i'm really fond of and it may help uh is clean my Mac. I just put that, that on there yesterday. <laughs> and, and just running through everything. It's a great app. 
Um, okay. So. Yeah, I did put that on there yesterday. I was amazed at how quickly, I mean, I know it's a new computer, but it got through there a lot quicker than my old oh, yeah. computer. Oh, yeah. yes. It's night and day, it, isn't it, Chanel? Yeah. Um, the other stuff on that, I, you know, I don't notice a whole lot of performance difference with the computer, but there's certain things like CCleaner. I mean, it definitely starts up mm-hmm. faster, um, things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I could go through it. Um, I had to allow it a bunch of disk access and yep. a bunch of things to mm-hmm. allow it to it got rid of already like 11 gigs of junk oh, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know mm-hmm. so one, yeah one thing is if you're coming from intel on your old machine you might mm-hmm. want to make sure any apps that you were using on your old machine is updated and that will be compatible with the new m1 processor yeah i made sure to download the the m1 when available mm-hmm. i think there were some apps that it couldn't like which one? Amadeus doesn't have an M1 version. Um, there was some other, maybe that was the only app that asked me to run in Rosetta. But wow, so far, I've it. tried to find the Apple M1 download thingy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, congratulations on your new machine. And, and also, I want to point out before we have to go on, uh, as far as music, check out iOS 17. Apple Music is getting mm-hmm. a lot more AI upgrades for recommendations mm-hmm. for music. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. worth checking out. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, All right. And and reach out to Apple support Chanel because I, like Michael, I'm especially with it crashing on on Ethernet. I'm more inclined to believe that it may be a hardware related issue um, because you do keep all your files in the cloud. What mm-hmm. I would personally do, and of course, you know, do what you would want, but I would personally do is start with just a system reset and just erase everything, start over from scratch and see if you still experience the same uh, problems. If that's not feasible, definitely reach out to Apple support. So start over again, like it. Okay. And this time I can actually go into the system settings and do it instead of like I did with the old Mac, wipe the whole drive because I was clearing the old Mac for Herbie to use as a backup. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. Just go into system settings and go to when you're looking at system settings, think about it as a phone. So you go into general, and Michael's going to correct me if I'm wrong. I believe there you <clears> can <throat> actually uh, reset your Mac. Yeah, there. I'm pretty sure it's general. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Thank you very much. Yep. No problem. Next, we have Janet. Go ahead, please, Janet. Hi, Janet. Hello, everybody. Hello. How are you? I just, um, my favorite app right now is playing with the. Oh, radiant, radiant app. Cool. The new app I was telling you about that y'all ought to try. So yeah, I'll have to check that out. I just t- wrote it down in draft, so I will check it out probably tomorrow or Thursday. All righty, y'all have a good day. You too. Thanks Bye. a lot for coming again. Appreciate it. Next is Beth. Go ahead, please, Beth. Hey, Beth. How you doing? Um. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I was wondering. Um. I was. I was wondering. Um. Now I. I. I was on Facebook yesterday and I used my Apple wireless uh, keyboard. But whenever I either write a message in in my group that I I I join or make a comment, then it would would like make a like like a, you know, like my keyboard. And then then when do you want either talk or it would say like if I just say wanted to type an H, it would say heading not found. It would like. And then I have to um, go to characters on my phone and see where where I left off, and then and then um, get back to where I was writing the comment. But it was time consuming because I had to, you know, it had it was a hard time. I had a hard time finding my comment when I was, you know. And then I would get to other people's, and I don't know why it's all of a sudden doing that. 
first would say type it before the name and then I don't know what else it was going to say. So is that a Facebook issue? Nope. I can tell you exactly what's going on. So if it's playing a uh, tone right before you go to type and then you tap the letter H and it says no heading head, heading found, you are in what's called quick nav mode with voiceover. So the solution to that, when you hear that tone, is to press your left and right arrows together quickly, and it will say, it should say, quick nav off, and you should be able to then type. Oh, oh, so, so. Yeah, give that a try and see if that fixes it, because I suspect, of course, I don't know for sure, because I'm not there, but it sounds like that's what the problem is. So I would try that, Beth, and see if that uh, allows you to type then. And if that's, if you left that on, it's going to make some other things run a little weird when you have that on in other places on your computer. So definitely check that. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Next we have phone. I have no idea. Your hands have been up for quite a while. So Um, Katie, can you try to send them an ask to unmute option? So it should pop up on their screen. Um, If that, and if that pops up on your screen, go ahead and tap the unmute and let us know who you are. Hello, how are you? This is Christy Marshall. Uh, Mute gave me, a, I mean, Zoom gave me a weird message about uh, signing in. So I just re-signed in with Apple and I guess it's just staying home. No worries, uh, Christy. Coming. So, but anyway, uh, I have one question about um, any kind of a computer or a Chromebook. I have a, a Wi-Fi network that is stupid because what it does is, is it it stays on, I get like 15 megabits per second, but it blinks off and on. Like, you know, in other words, it, it'll, like, sometimes the echoes will not uh, work for a second, or the e-readers won't work for a second, but then it'll come back. So I guess my question is, if I were to get a Chromebook, a computer or something, is that going to mess things up? Like when I'm trying to do something, is it going to totally mess up everything if it blinks off for a second and then comes back on? Well, as long as you have your whatever you're working on saved, then it shouldn't really affect anything. I mean, as long as your computer doesn't turn off in the middle of what you're doing, the Wi-Fi clicking shouldn't really make that much of a difference unless you're in the middle of downloading something at that moment. Yeah. But if it comes back on, it would just resume the download. It wouldn't like totally remove the right, download I know or cancel saying. out the download does right. your uh how far away from the wi-fi base station are you when this is happening oh i mean it it's it, it happens throughout the whole place you know i mean it's not like we have a modem so it's not like um it's far away we got a small place here right and do you have it set so that it's broadcasting both 2.5 and 5K, or do you not know? I have no idea. because it, it, I really don't know. I couldn't tell you. If you, are, uh, if you have that kind of a setup, some of your devices, if they pick up on the wrong network, it might make it sputter a little bit. So you want to make sure mm-hmm. that you, the Wi-Fi connection that each device is connecting to is compatible not every single device is going to be compatible with the 5K. That's why they also implement the 2.5, but you would have to have them both set up. So, right, right. Yeah. And I have no idea what, how to even do that. But anyway, I, I would call the provider. You can always call them and ask them to help you with setting up the router in the right way or the, the modem, whichever. Right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Yep. 
Next, we have Jamaica. Jamaica, go ahead, please. Hey, Jamaica, how you doing? Yes, this is Jamaica, and I have a quick question. Um, okay. Just uh, so um, I'm wa- I am wondering about how to um, with Google Forms and Google Google Forms. Can can you work with that with Can you work with that with Thunderbird, or do you have to have a totally different system to actually make make it make it open and read uh read to me because i'm i'm sorry but i'm using thunderbird as my uh email client to actually get some of the some of all, all my emails so i'm so about that. All, all Thunderbird really does is it sends and receives your email. And if you're getting an attachment in an email, what you might want to try to do is remove the attachment from the email, maybe drag it to the desktop and then open it up and look at it. That might be easier for you. Or you can double click it in the body and so that it actually opens up the whole document. And then you'll be able to navigate through it or do whatever you want to do. But to actually okay. do any more editing within Thunderbird with that attachment, you won't be able to do that. You'll no, just be no. able to get the attachment out of the email and then you can open it up and do something with it. Let's back okay. up just a second. Are you talking about your are you trying to look at the results of a Google form or are you trying to work with Google Forms on the web? Um uh, I'm I, I think I'm actually trying to do uh Google Forms on 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 the web, so I can actually get you know, like put in um, like the like the ACB form when 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 I get when I when I'm able to start being able to host. I'm going to need to be able to fill need to fill that out. And gotcha. so, so you um, would use like Chrome to fill out the form, and then. If you get email responses or or if it sends back to you, that's where you would use Thunderbird is for your email. Okay. Uh, All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Next, we have Abraham. Go ahead, please, Abraham. Hey, Abraham. How are you doing? Hi. I'm good. Um, So with Herbie's thing about the uh, picture in the email. Um, So I use Outlook and my phone all the time to send me myself photos um from my phone um so what apple tends to do instead of attaching the image um you know where the attachments go it embeds that image in the actual message so outlook doesn't really like saving that image that way but the workaround i have for it is if you forward that message in outlook and go to the uh, the image in the mail trail JAWS will read a slash, select that slash, that slash is the image, and you then you can right-click and save, um, shift F10 and save. Um, that's the way to work. <laughs> uh, so, that's the workaround to save that image. Um, and then my question, so I, uh, I don't know if, uh, okay, I'll go with this one. Um, the wind, I'm on Windows 11. And I get notifications. Um, that's not really in the notification se- se- center or whatever. Um, they popped up on the screen, and sometimes my jaws will navigate to them um, randomly. How do I co- like? 
actually go to them and they not when i say um like tight um what remove the message uh it doesn't actually remove or clear the message at least it doesn't actually clear the notification uh consistently sometimes nothing happens so you're trying to figure out how to get to your notifications when you get a pop up notification is that correct yes yes or get um, rid of it <laughs> at the moment I- they don't focus mode just so that they don't get them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Have oh go ahead, Michael. Does the command to go to the it, this used to be a thing in Windows 10, the action center, I think they called it. Like uh, yes. it like Windows A or something like that. Yeah, they changed it to Windows N. Windows but N. But that takes me to the notification center, but it's not necessarily the notifications that's popped up on the screen. I some of those are not actually in the notification center. That's it's just a pop-up. Mm-hmm. They're not actually yeah. using the notifications. And I think yeah. for those with a screen, your, your mileage will vary since they're not using the official notifications. Yeah. There's an option in some of them that says, like, uh, move this to notification center. Mm-hmm. But now what seems to be happening is in the notification center, uh, press Windows in to get there, and then I click clear notification and nothing happens. It acts like it's cleared, but then I can go up and see the notification. There is a JAWS keystroke, and I'm Googling it, trying to find it, that will give you those notifications, and it's not a Windows-specific uh, keystroke, and I'm trying to remember what it is. So if I find it, Abraham, uh, I will share that with you, and you can try that, but I don't know okay. what it is off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I'll try using the JAWS layer for searching uh, command. Um, you you could try JAWS key space and then the letter J for Juliet, and then yeah. that'll put you in an edit field and type in the word notification there, and that should bring up all keystrokes related to notifications in JAWS. Okay, I'll do. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> We're going to go over to Brad House, Brad and Clubhouse. What you got, Brad? Oh, I like we Brad have House. Alan on stage. Go ahead, Alan. Hey, Alan, how you doing? Hello. We can hear you. Oh, oh, okay, but um. I wanted to uh, talk briefly about the uh, the dual Wi-Fi network, the uh, 2.5 and 5 gigahertz thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that an organization uh, that I was assisting with some technical stuff has actually done that. Uh, they think that the uh, two networks are kind of separate from each other, and they did that for security reasons, keeping the uh, back office material separate from the uh, the front uh, visitor room area, they they did separate networks for that. And uh, they, they think that they're separate, but I'm reading in other places that those two networks are not separate, as people would like to think. Actually, that's a great comment because there's two ways that this can work. So I have an airport time capsule router, and it does have a 2.4 and a 5 gigahertz um, two networks. And you can set up guest networks and that kind of thing on there. They do not make that device anymore, but other routers will do this. Now, that was kind of the older style of doing things. And now most modern routers have what is, they do have them both as one network. But what they do is it's called steering, where they look at your device and determine where, which network it will be best on. And they steer your device to the appropriate network. So your smart home, your uh, Lady A, and those similar devices go on your 2.4 and your computers, 
and your gaming and your high-end stuff goes on the five gigahertz. And and if you have the six gigahertz, I believe it is, it, they'll they'll go on that as, if they support that as well. So it just depends on the type of router. If it supports mesh and and network steering, then it will have it all combined as one network. But if you have an older router, uh, you can you get two networks. And there there's actually some benefits in doing that. And the reason is is sometimes you may not have you may have a larger area and the five gigahertz just doesn't have the bandwidth to reach across that area. So you may want to join the 2.4 gigahertz because it has that longer reach. And so sometimes having that flexibility is good, whereas a lot of the mesh networks you lose that control. So that's mm. that's my two cents. The thing that you're talking about that's kind of more security based is, you know, say like you have a back office and they're using the back office and they don't really want anyone else to be using, you know, that Wi-Fi. So when you look and you see the available wireless networks that are in or around your establishment, you could have public, say, for example, you could have whatever you want, right? they could create one that's called back office, for example, and those names are actually called SIDS. You can actually turn the back office one off and not share it and not let anyone know that that exists. Yeah, so the SSIDs. rest of the building is only seeing the one that's called public or the name of your establishment or mm -hmm. whatever, and they're completely separate. So everyone would only be able to, as the public, access that one that you allow them to and then the other ones they do not have access to. And another caveat to that is they, with newer mesh routers, they can do that steering on both the private and public networks. So the uh, all of that the, the 2.5 and the 5, that's just the capability that each device has to be able to either utilize the old standard, which was 2.5, or if you have a newer um, device that will support the 5K, then it'll make the internet on the higher speed a little bit smoother and a little bit faster. The reason why they separate them is because if you're running devices that have 2.5 as well as 5, they're going to have a lot of like clashing and interfering with each other if you're trying to run those multiple devices all on the same one network. So that's why they give you the option to be able to separate them if you have a router that will offer that. There's a bit more to that, but generally, yeah. They're not as separate as they thought they were. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought was going on. And uh, I really don't go any have anything to do with them anymore. So just whatever. <laughs> well, there you go. There's like a kind of a quick rundown of it. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Next, we have Pam. Go ahead, please, Pam. Hey, Pam. Hi. Um, I have good news. Uh, I had called last week about I was trying to send an email with a bunch of YouTube links, and they were going, insisting on going as attachments, and they were huge. And I finally got it to um, work. And what did the trick was to, um, when I go to the YouTube um, link, and often it's a bookmark, one of bookmarked, is to do a um, double tap, a long press. This is on, on an iPhone. A long press, double tap and hold, whatever you want to call it. And then I was able to flick back to the left to hide preview. And I don't know if that's something that got better with iOS 6 
because it wasn't working uh, prior to that. I mean, I was sending these huge emails because they had a lot of links on them and they were sending the images. But I got that to work. And um, a suggestion for Judy, and this, I don't know, it may not make a, a bit of difference, but make sure on both the iPhone and the iPad, and I don't have an iPad. I have an iPhone and I have a Mac, but just make sure that hand off is turned on on both of them because that seemed to make a difference. One time I was trying to uh, send an email and uh, it was not sending the, the final version. There was, there was something it wasn't, this was a long time ago, but just make sure that um, hand off is turned on on both devices. It, it, that might help. Thank you, Pam. Appreciate that. And uh, I'm glad I think what it was, were... it was, it was, it was showing on one device that the email had sent, but it was not showing up on the other device that the email had sent. I think that was what it was. And once I went back and checked, and all, um, and I think I actually toggled it off and toggled it back on a couple of times, and and that um, that seemed to work. Sometimes that's what you have to do with Apple services. It's just turn it off and back on. So I appreciate <laughs> that, Pam. Thanks a lot for your comments. Thank you and, so uh, much. And, and I enjoyed out. meeting and I enjoyed meeting Demasi at the um, Alabama ACB convention. I I heard about that, so I'm glad that you had an opportunity to meet him. Yes. So thanks a lot. Um, Thank I you. Do, I, I do see we got a couple more hands in about 15 minutes to go. So who do we got next? Well, I guess about 10 we minutes have, to go. We have phone number 501 ending in 266. Go ahead, please. Okay, this is, this is Susan, and I have the blind shell phone. Okay. But I am having a lot of difficult with get an email address. I don't want to use my old one because there's too many places that's got it. <laughs> so I did listen to Sam's video and I was kind of confused a little bit because it, it, it sounds simple, but uh, on each step I do, do I need to push okay so it'll keep it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm doing that, but when I get finished, it's like, can't connect to your server. And now he did say that he had to go under Google on his computer, which I'm not very good with the computer, sure. to to change so that Google could be used on other devices. Susan, can, can I interrupt uh, you real quick? Sam's video is substantially out of date, unfortunately. Um, Google has changed their process for signing in on the Blind Shell Classic 2. So the first thing you need to do is make sure that your Blind Shell is fully up to date and you get there by going to settings and then system, uh, I'm sorry, settings and then oh, what's the, it's the ninth option down. I forget the exact word terminology, system update, settings and then system update. Okay. And if you go there, you can check for updates. Go into the app catalog, and there's an option in there that says check for updates and make sure you have all of your updates. Now, you mentioned you needed to create a new email account. You cannot create a new email account in the Google or in the email application. You have to use the internet browser 
go to gmail.com and create an account there. It's a little convoluted and a little complicated, but unfortunately that would be the process, especially if you want to make a new email account. Um, so what I would recommend is, I don't know if you're, you're willing to do that or if you're able to do that. Uh, but I'd go to gmail.com in the internet browser, create a new Gmail account, and it'll give you directions for doing that. And then take those details from your email account and your password and put those in the email app. And then you don't have to go into Google and enable less secure apps and do all the things that Sam was suggesting. You just have to go in and and uh, put in your email address and then hit save and then add your password um, to the email account. So I think that's where the struggle is, is you may be watching some out-of-date content. Yeah. But on the internet browser... I'll mm-hmm. do that on the blind shell. Or do yes, I need ma'am. To go to the nope. Oh, do it from okay. the blind shell and just type in gmail.com where it asks for the internet address. Oh, wow. Because a friend of mine kept thinking it was a carrier because I did change from T-Mobile to AT&D. Yeah, and, and, and tell you what, if if you call uh, the, the dealer who you purchased your phone from, they should be able to also help you with getting your uh, email set up. Okay. Okay, okay. And should I change? Because I was trying to use the same password just to keep, you know, um, make it simple with passwords. Yeah. <laughs> should I um, change that also? Or can, so you, I mean, can I'm use, using... you can Go use ahead. a different password um, I, or the same. It shouldn't matter if you're setting up a brand new account. Um, and, and your old password won't impact your new account. Unfortunately, we are coming up on the top and we do have a couple of hands. So okay. either come back next time or reach out to your dealer who you purchased the blind shell from and ask them to help you with setting up a brand new email account. Okay. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Who do we got next, Katie? We're going over to clubhouse. What you got, Brad? Yeah. Jerry is back. Go ahead, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. And you hear me now? Yes. Yep. Yes. We can hear you. Just wondering, this is the first time I've joined this meeting. Welcome. Since I had an injury to my hand, I've got nothing better to do. I'm wondering what it's about and where I can join more meetings like this. Yep. So, um, go ahead, Michael. Okay. So, real quick, every Tuesday, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern, we have Unmute Presents, which is this call, and you can join in Clubhouse. If you want to get more details about uh, ACB community calls and joining ACB and getting more information about how you can uh, get on other calls, there's about 110 ish calls a week that are available. Visit acb.org, choose the community tab, and then you'll be able to get more details about that. Okay, Jerry? Okay. Thanks a lot. And of course, follow the ACB club. So you get alerted on clubhouse when there's new rooms as well. Yeah, And I can do that. I'm in Canada. So it doesn't, that shit matter, should it? Nope. We have uh, someone from Finland that joins us too on a regular basis. So Canada is just fine. All right. Thanks for joining us. Who do we got next there, Katie? Nolan, go ahead, please. Hi, Nolan. Good, Good afternoon. How are you guys doing on this fine Tuesday? Good. Thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. So I do have, so I have an update regarding the situation with adding apps to the dock. Using control option shift M did work. Oh, great. I'm glad to hear that. Yes, and it did. However, the weird thing is when I was using control option down arrow, it popped up a menu followed by a sub menu 
that I have to that I have to navigate and listen for the word keep and dock for some yep. strange reason. That's that's the expected behavior. That's how you would navigate menus on Mac OS. Okay. So perfect. I'm glad to hear that that worked out well for you, Nolan. And thanks for following up and letting us know. Okay. You're welcome. I would appreciate it if you. Uh, I I I actually thank you so much for your time and allowing me to do it. And I do need to apologize for all the background noise in the background. <laughs> oh, we no, we don't even fine. hear it, so you're good to go. So, uh, thanks a lot, uh, Marty. Do you want to wrap it up, or do we want to take one more hand? We're at fifty-five. Let's take one more real quick, if it's going to be a quick one. Marsha, go ahead, please. Hey, Marsha, how are you? Marsha. Or not. We might not have time to you take You are it. still muted, Marsha. Um, and we have to cut out early for the next call. So. so if your question did not get answered, please feel free to send us an email uh, to feedback at unmute.show. I can't guarantee that we'll get back to your question uh, via email quickly, but that will give us some items to answer on next Tuesday's show. Um, so if you don't get an email back from us, understand that we'll get back to you on next Tuesday's show for sure. And uh, feel free to join us back. Marty, go ahead and wrap it up. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for being here. Um, we appreciate it. And thanks for uh, helping us out today with our people who come and do the hosting and the streaming and all that good stuff. And uh, everybody have a great week and we'll see you next time. 